Chapter Four of Mary Annerly. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mary Annerly by Richard Doddridge Blackmore. Disquietude. The ladies of Scargate Hall were uneasy, although the weather was so fine. Upon this day of early August, in the year now current it was a remarkable fact that in spite of the distance they slept asunder which could not be less than five-and-thirty yards both had been visited by a dream which appeared to be quite the same dream until examined narrowly and being examined grew more surprising in its points of difference they were much above paying any heed to dreams though instructed by the patriarchs to do so and they seemed to be quite getting over the effects when the lesson and the punishment astonished them lately it had been established although many leading people went against it and threatened to prosecute the man for trespass that here in these quiet and reputable places where no spy could be needed a man should come twice every week with letters and in the name of the king be paid for them such things were required in towns perhaps as corporations and gutters were but to bring them where people could mind their own business and charge them two groats for some fool who knew their names was like putting a tax upon their christening so it was the hope of many as well as every one's belief that the postman being of lancastrian race would very soon be bogged or famished or get lost in a fog or swept off by a flood or go and break his own neck from a precipice the postman however was a wiry fellow and as tough as any native and he rode a pony even tougher than himself whose cradle was a marsh and whose mother a mountain his first breath a fog and his weaning meat wire grass and his form a combination of sole leather and corundum he wore no shoes for fear of not making sparks at night to know the road by and although his bit had been a blacksmith's rasp he would yield to it only when it suited him the postman whose name was george king which confounded him with king george in the money to pay carried a sword and a blunderbuss and would use them sooner than argue now this man and horse had come slowly along without meaning any mischief to deliver a large sealed packet with sixteen pence to pay put upon it to mistress philippa yordas etc her own hands and speed 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 which they carried out duly by stop 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 whensoever they were hungry or saw anything to look at none the less for that though with certainty much later they arrived in good trim by the middle of the day and ready for the comfort which they both deserved as yet it was not considered safe to trust any tidings of importance to the post in such a world as this was and even were it safe it would be bad manners from a man of business therefore mr jellycourse had sealed up little except his respectful consideration and request to be allowed to wait upon his honoured clients concerning a matter of great moment upon the afternoon of thursday then next ensuing and the post had gone so far to give good distance for the money that the thursday of the future came to be that very day 
the present century opened with a chilly and dark year following three bad seasons of severity and scarcity and in the northwest of yorkshire though the summer was now so far advanced there had been very little sunshine for the last day or two the sun had labored to sweep up the mist and cloud and was beginning to prevail so far that the mists drew their skirts up and retired into haze while the clouds fell away to the ring of the sky and there lay down to abide their time wherefore it happened that yordas house as the ancient building was in old time called had a clearer view than usual of the valley and the river that ran away and the road that tried to run up to it now this was considered a wonderful road and in fair truth it was wonderful withstanding all efforts of even the royal mail pony to knock it to pieces in its rapidity down hill it surpassed altogether the river which galloped along by the side of it and it stood out so boldly with stones of no shame that even by moonlight nobody could lose it until it abruptly lost itself but it never did that until the house it came from was two miles away and no other to be seen and so why should it go any further at the head of this road stood the old grey house facing toward the south of east to claim whatever might come up the valley sun or storm or columned fog in the days of the past it had claimed much more goods and cattle and tribute of the traffic going northward as the loopholed quadrangle for impounded stock and the deeply embrasured tower showed at the back of the house rose a mountain spine blocking out the westering sun but cut with one deep portal where a pass ran into westmoreland the score gate whence the house was named and through this gate of mountain often when the day was waning a bar of slanting sunset entered like a plume of golden dusk and hovered on a broad black patch of weather-beaten fir-trees the day was waning now and every steep ascent looked steeper while down the valley light and shade made longer cast of shuttle and the margin of the west began to glow with a deep wine colour as the sun came down the tinge of many mountains and the distant sea until the sun himself settled quietly into it and there grew richer and more ripe as old bottled wine is fed by the crust and bowed his rubicund farewell through the postern of the scholar gate to the old hall and the valley and the face of mr jellycourse that gentleman's countenance did not however reply with its usual brightness to the mellow salute of evening wearied and shaken by the long rough ride and depressed by the heavy solitude he hated and almost feared the task which every step brought nearer as the house rose higher and higher against the red sky and grew darker and as the sullen roar of bloodhounds terrors of the neighbourhood roused the slow echoes of the crags the lawyer was almost fain to turn his horse's head and face the risks of wandering over the moor by night but the hoisting of a flag the well-known token confirmed by large letters on a rock that strangers might safely approach inasmuch as the savage dogs were kenneled this and the thought of such an entry for his day-book kept mr jellycourse from ignominious flight 
he was in for it now and must carry it through in a deep embayed window of leaden glass mistress yordis and her widowed sister sat for an hour without many words watching the zigzag of shale and rock which formed their chief communication with the peopled world they did not care to improve their access or increase their traffic not through cold morosity or even proud indifference but because they had been so brought up and so confirmed by circumstance for the yordis blood however hot and wild and savage in the gentlemen was generally calm and good though steadfast in the weaker vessels for the main part however a family takes it character more from the sword than the spindle and their sword-hand had been like esau's little as they meddled with the doings of the world of one thing at least these stately madams as the baffled squires of the writing called them were by no means heedless they dressed themselves according to their rank or perhaps above it many a nobleman's wife in yorkshire had not such apparel and even of those so richly gifted few could have come up to the purpose better nobody unless of their own sex thought of their dresses when looking at them he rides very badly philippa said the people from the lowlands always do he may not have courage to go home to-night but he ought to have thought of that before poor man we must offer him a bed of course mrs carnaby answered but he should have come earlier in the day what shall we do with him when he has done his business it is not our place to amuse our lawyer he might go and smoke in the justice-room and then weldrum could play bagatelle with him philippa you forget that the jelly-courses are of a good old county stock his wife is a stupid pretentious thing but we need not treat him as we must treat her and it may be as well to make much of him perhaps if there really is any trouble coming you are thinking of pet by the by are you certain that pet cannot get at saracen you know how he let him loose last easter when the flag was flying and the poor man has been in his bed ever since jordas will see to that he can be trusted to mind the dogs well ever since you find him in a fortnight's wages that was an excellent thought of yours jordis might have been called the keeper or the hind or the henchman or the ranger or the porter or the bailiff or the reeve or some other of some fifty names of office in a place of more civilization so many and so various were his tasks but here his professional name was the dog-man and he held that office according to an ancient custom of the scargate race whence also his surname if such it were arose for of old time and in outlandish parts a finer humanity prevailed and a richer practical wisdom upon certain questions irregular offsets of the stock instead of being cast upon the world as waifs and strays were allowed a place in the kitchen garden or stable-yard and flourished there without disgrace while useful and obedient thus for generations here the legitimate son was yordis and took the house and manners the illegitimate became jordis and took to the gate and the minding of the dogs and any other office of fidelity the present jordis was however 
of less immediate kin to the owners being only the son of a former jordas and in the enjoyment of a christian name which never was provided for a first-hand jordas and now as his mistress looked out on the terrace his burly figure came duly forth and his keen eyes ranged the walks and courts in search of master lancelot who gave him more trouble in a day sometimes than all the dogs cost in a twelve-month with a fine sense of mischief this boy delighted to watch the road for visitors and then if barbarously denied his proper enjoyment and that of the dogs he still had goodly devices of his own for producing little tragedies mr jellycourse knew jordas well and felt some pity for him because if his grandmother had been wiser he might have been the master now and the lawyer having much good feeling liked not to make a groom of him jordas however knew his place and touched his hat respectfully then helped the solicitor to dismount the which was sorely needed you came not by the way of the ford sir the dog-man asked while considering the leathers the water is down you might have saved three miles better lose thirty than my life will any of your men master jordas show me a room where i may prepare to wait upon your ladies mr jellycourse walked through the old arched gate of the reaver's court and was shown to a room where he unpacked his valise and changed his riding clothes and refreshed himself a jug of scargate ale was brought to him and a bottle of foreign wine with the cork drawn lest he should hesitate also a cold pie bread and butter and a small case bottle of some liqueur he was not hungry for his wife had cared to victual him well for the journey but for fear of offence he ate a morsel found it good and ate some more then after a sip or two of the liqueur and a glance or two at his black silk stockings buckled shoes and best small clothes he felt himself fit to go before a duchess as once upon a time he had actually done and expressed himself very well indeed according to the dialogue delivered whenever he told the story about it every day weldrum the butler was waiting for him a man who had his own ideas and was going to be put upon by nobody if my father could only come to life for one minute he would spend it in kicking that man mrs carnaby had exclaimed about him after carefully shutting the door but he never showed airs before miss yordas come along sir weldrum said after one professional glance at the tray to ascertain his residue my ladies have been waiting this half-hour and for sure sir you looks wonderful this way sir and have a care of them oak faggots my ladies lawyer jellicorse chapter four